0: His handle on the law. All right, a story about Spanky the Spider Monkey. Oh, what a great story. Okay, so what happens? Um, on June 4th, okay, so what happened? Well, Spanky's owner, Tina Ballard, uh, is or was at a Home Depot uh, with Spanky in the car. Spanky escapes, hops on the back of a Home Depot employee, and bites her twice. Now, the employee had seen Spanky in the parking lot. There was a leash. Grabbed the leash, tried to find the owner of Spanky. Uh, But as uh, she entered the store, the monkey got spooked again and bit her. Now, why was Spanky left in the car or in the truck, pickup truck? Well, it turned out that uh, Spanky had a problem with a Home Depot before. And, in fact, uh, was in a shopping cart when uh, Spanky jumped out of the cart and grabbed a cashier's shirt. The store chose not to report the incident, but told Spanky's owner, uh, Tina Ballard, you can't bring Spanky back inside the store. And the owner agreed. So left Spanky in the car in the parking lot while she went shopping. Spanky gets out. And, of course, the employee grabs the leash And goes back in the store and uh, spanky bites the employee twice. Okay, so what happens then? Well, uh, the owner is uh, arrested or at least charged with violations, including allowing a wild animal to escape. And she was arrested. Arrested in South Carolina, a couple of states away. So she's awaiting extradition. And according to the state attorney general, uh, the reason that she left or fled to North Carolina was because she had an approaching court date about Spanky the monkey. Now, even the choice of the name for Spanky the monkey, I don't know. You know, I mean, that's a weird story. I can see if he had a chicken named Spanky. That makes sense. But no, not a monkey. All right, let's take some phone calls. All right, Jay, I love it when people hang on uh, from the previous week, and you've been on hold for over a week. What can I do for you, Jay?
1: Yeah, I moved out of a place uh, that I was renting for five years a few months ago, and uh, I had a $5,000 deposit. Uh, The landlord sent me the return on the deposit, which was less than $400. He's claiming damage to the carpet, uh, floors, and things like that. I left stains in the apartment, but I'm trying to understand uh, what recourse do I have?
0: Well, if you disagree, you simply take them to small claims court for whatever part of the $5,000 you think uh, that you are not responsible for. Stains on the carpet, probably your responsibility. Normal wear and tear, not your responsibility. What kind of stains were they, by the way? Did you have a problem like missing the toilet or something? how well, my dog did. But, uh, your uh, dog did. Yeah, those old dogs, you know, peeing and crapping on the carpets. You're probably responsible for the carpets then.
1: Okay, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, I, guess, I guess what I'm asking is, isn't he supposed to provide me some type of receipts? Yes, X within
0: three—well, not necessarily receipts, but he can uh, provide you with—well, um, you can ask for it. You say, for example, he says, you know, I need X number of dollars to replace the carpet— and did he come up with what it was going to cost to replace the carpet? Did he get some kind of a bid, some kind of a statement, or he just well, said, "I'm I'm charging you two thousand dollars for the carpet"? What did he say?
1: Well, he said he's charging me for the carpet and the other things that he identified, but he gave me uh, gave me estimates on remodeling the
0: the entire house. Well, that's crazy. So, remodeling is not your responsibility. Exactly. Yeah, so carpet he, probably. So sue him. Go to small claims court. And disagree with everything he says. That's what I'll do. That's all you do. Yes. Ken, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey Bill. I have a question regarding
2: fees uh, pertaining to parking tickets. Yes. So I got a parking ticket, and I didn't pay it on time. And then when I realized I didn't pay it on time, I paid it. But it was after, I guess, some other fees were assessed. Yes. And so they actually asked me for about three times more than the original amount. Yes. But I, you know. My check has been
0: cleared for the original amount. Do I owe the additional fees? Or oh, I don't absolutely, Ken. Yikes. Oh, okay. yeah. You want, Let me tell you something. The paying late is a single charge. There are no additional fees other than the late fee in paying. All those additional costs, Ken, are just the junk fees they put on it. Penalties, assessments. Uh, and it's usually you got it. It's three times or four times the price of the ticket. Maybe ten times. I've gotten uh, the, the only ticket I've gotten in the last maybe fifteen years, twenty years, is I uh-huh. got tagged for texting while driving. I was actually That's at a right,
2: stop. The twenty dollar ticket you were talking about. Right,
0: one hundred and forty-two bucks for a twenty dollar ticket, and I paid it on uh-huh. time. Early. Yeah, okay, you're so not I yeah, owe you it owe it. The late fee and the penalties, right? Yeah, well the late fee is whatever it is and that won't be a huge amount of money.
2: Yeah, the uh, other fees. Yeah, that all of that
0: off. and those you owe no matter if it's late or not. Yeah, uh, you you I assume live in the city of Los Angeles, right? I work in the city of Los Angeles. So, yes. and the ticket was the city of Los Angeles. Yes. All right. Now, here's even better news. Do you know that usually the tickets are used to Fix potholes?
2: Yeah. Now in the city of Los A-
0: yeah <laughs> Now in the city of Los Angeles, the ticket money is used to create potholes. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Yeah, and I'm not kidding either. I've got my two. I got the big pothole in front of my house. Uh, that uh, what was it the other day? Someone said that the pothole is so deep that there are car parts in it. It's that bad. Hello, David. You're up. Welcome. To, yes. What can I do for you?
2: What is the legality of those stores that require they look at your receipt on the way out the door? Because I hate people. I just want to get out.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, what is the requirement? It's perfectly legal. No, no, it is. Sure, of course they can. They can. You know, you try to. All they have to do is say we want you to prove you bought it here.
2: Well, okay,
0: but the thing is... And you're is, still you know, on premises. I, I, you're, I know, but you're still on premises. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. it's perfectly legal. Oh, then, okay, thank you very much. Okay, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. I know it is, too. And I know what he's talking about, right? Uh, Costco, uh, they do it. But I, I assume the other stores do it, too. Does Walmart do it? I think Walmart does. Except, you know what's interesting about Walmart, and I love Walmart for this, is, and, and I mean this... Uh, Walmart has a policy of hiring special needs people as greeters. They really do. So I've seen dwarfs at Walmart. I've seen people in wheelchairs and the scooters. I've seen people who otherwise could never get a job. I mean, for real, you have to give them all the credit in the world. I have seen blind people. Now, the question is, having a blind person check the receipt... As you leave the store, that one gets interesting, but it's absolutely true. Where Costco does not do that, I, I think Walmart is the only company that actually does, and you have to give them a lot of credit, honest to God. Uh, now, uh, the fact that they pay $3.30 an hour is a whole different animal. I get that, but it's uh, they're the only store I know that actually, actually does that. All right, we have just a moment so zach i got a minute and a half with you let's make it quick
1: uh i have a storage area in hollywood and
2: they painted the um uh, it's an indoor storage area they painted the hall and some paint and dust got through the vent and either ruined my stuff or just made a huge cleaning
0: thing yeah uh, for, yeah okay that's clear uh the, the issue of cleaning it no problem here's the money you spent cleaning it now you have do you have stuff that's irreplaceable Yes. That's the problem. So let's say you have a family portrait of uh, your family coming over on the Mayflower, and mm-hmm. it is irreplaceable. What is that worth? And i that's the problem, Zach. They're responsible. There's no question about it. The problem becomes damages. And when you're dealing with sentimental value, and I'm not even arguing, there is a lot of stuff that is deeply sentimental, The problem is, how do you figure out how much that is worth? (laughs) That's the issue. You're in front of a a judge, you're in front of a jury, and the law is, if it's too speculative, you don't get the money. Mm. So then you can argue emotional damage, which is another cause of action, and say, this is the only photo I have of my dog, for example. And that would be great in front of me. I'd go, who cares about your dog? You get nothing for that. But you have a dog-loving judge going to give you $100,000. All right. This is Handle on the Law. I'm going to leave it all up dry. KFI I AM 640 Handle here on a Saturday morning. Back we go to Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Hello, Linda. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
3: Hi, Bill. Yes, ma'am. My sister recently passed away. She was not married and didn't have any kids. She told our mother that she was the beneficiary, that she had a will, all the paperwork taken care of.
0: And she didn't, correct? Correct. All right. Then it doesn't matter what she told mom. Right. What she told mom has no legal significance whatsoever. So you have a sister who is completely dead without a will. And uh, yeah. who's, who is still alive in terms of the immediate family?
3: Um, our mother, myself, and then one other brother.
0: Okay. Fair enough. So what is your question?
3: Uh, she had two bank accounts. Um, one of them my mother had power of attorney on, and she was the beneficiary of. The day after my sister passed away, we went and took most of the money out of that account in a cashier's check with my name and my mother's name, went to a different bank, and put the money in there. Most of that money has gone because it took care of the estate stuff. We didn't realize at the time that power of attorney stopped upon death. Yes, we didn't know that.
0: All right. It doesn't really, um, I don't think it matters. But uh, so what happened and what is your question?
3: She owed money to the IRS. We are not going to open up probate because her assets were much lower than her debt. All right. So the IRS just recently left a message on my sister's phone asking for a call back. She had been making payments.
0: To the IRS. So, yes. And on behalf of mom or in her? Uh,
3: no, no. My sister had been doing it when she was alive.
0: Okay. Uh, wh- wait a sec. Uh, why would your sister be paying taxes to mom? How much money was mom making at this time?
3: No, she was she was paying money to the IRS.
0: No, I understand. Ba- uh, for what? What because was she paying she money made, for?
3: She had made some. Uh,
0: wrong Okay so these are these are stuff. back taxes that she was paying on behalf of mom
3: No my my mom was not paying for those my sister was paying for those
0: Personally she and was so paying we, for it Yes Okay
3: And it and it stopped upon her death Okay She stopped making the payment. No I
0: understand so the IRS called you Yes And, and so okay
3: we're wondering ah. and because the money from the two bank accounts Right would cover would pretty much cover what
0: she owes. Well, all right. So here are a couple of things. Beyond burial expenses, how much money did you guys use? In other words, when you said we took care of her estate with the money, what does that mean?
3: Um, we paid for uh, taking care of the apartment where my mom was still, because it had been agreed upon, that while my mom was taking care of her. All right, here, got it,
0: I got it. Okay, so uh, the IRS is probably going to be going after you guys for taking the money that's owed the IRS. Uh, So what you want to do is call them back. Do not admit anything. Get information from them. And if, in the end, they hit you up with... um, uh, don't agree to anything uh, if they ask for uh, documents just say I'm writing down what you've asked for I need time and if it turns out they're asking for money do you have any idea uh, how much money did she owe the IRS at the time when uh, she owed about, about
3: 25,000
0: okay so this is big money you probably are going to Uh, have to hire an accountant or an enrolled agent or even a tax attorney. I don't think a tax attorney, but maybe uh, an accountant who is an enrolled agent who is licensed to appear in front of the IRS, does not have to be an attorney. And uh, you're going to, hopefully they're not going to hit you guys up for the taxes that are owed. That's the hope. And uh, you'll find out after you see what the IRS has to say. So this is way premature at this point okay well,
3: and there is money in her 401k leave we'll it alone
0: then ju- it le- then leave everything in there and talk to an accountant, then talk okay. to an accountant because even though there is money uh well if there's money in her 401k plan, the IRS is entitled to it correct and uh so the it, so then the it becomes simply an ne- then it becomes a negotiation, and that's it and I still would uh talk to someone who's dealt with the IRS before. Okay all right, it's that simple so uh, I think you're okay and if you're not there is debtors prison now in the United States they've just reinstated it and uh, you if you cannot pay your bills to the IRS, they do put you in prison for a number of years. yeah, all right, maybe I just made that up. This is handle on the law
3: I, got no rules, I count them.
4: AM
0: 640, more stimulating talk, Bill Handle Saturday morning, this is Handle on the Law. Phone numbers, 800-520-1KFI, 800-520-1534, we still have a few lines open. Uh, Emily, hi Emily, welcome. Yes, this
4: is Emily.
0: Yes, it is. Yes
4: I have a question regarding my mortgage, yes, yes, um they increased my payment. It was supposed to be twenty eight hundred Now they increased it to thirty eight hundred and I got it down to thirty three hundred, but I still can't afford it. They say they increase it because there was a deficiency in my escrow account because uh in the past, they changed from twenty eight hundred to like twenty eight twenty one hundred and they said that caused a deficiency. Because they didn't know that my escrow was supposed to also cover the taxes, so I tried to work with them, and they said there's nothing more they can do. That right. I just have so, to continue to pay until. Right.
0: So, what? What's your question?
4: I'm caught up.
0: And your question yes? is, what's your question, Emily?
4: My question is: There anything that I can do? Well, you know, I, I, I have a, them I, have a couple,
0: I have well, I have a couple of questions to ask you first. Uh, the, uh, the, why were you still, uh, how long were you in escrow? I find that rather strange that you were paying, uh, uh, into an escrow account the whole time. Okay. Well, you
4: know, I mean, the escrow account that covers like the taxes and then. the No, I
0: understand that you had to pay that you were paying that included in your mortgage payment were your taxes. I get it. Sometimes they're insurance and what they did is they charged you less than what you agreed to or less than what you were supposed to pay?
4: They charged me, I was supposed to pay 2800 but they were sending me mortgage statement to pay only like $2,100. Right, and you paid, and the, the, and and you,
0: and you paid the 2100 and it was going to change. Mm-hmm. So effectively what you're saying is their mistake, you should get free money.
4: No, not get three minutes. I think that maybe you know because I knew I was supposed to pay twenty eight hundred. Right,
0: and you never vol. 21. And you and, right, and you never said there's a mistake here. I signed an agreement paying. I should be paying twenty eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Instead, there's a mistake for twenty one hundred dollars, and then they caught the mistake and said, "Whoa, wait a minute! You have to make it up." How much time do they give you to make it up?
4: They gave me a year. Then I called them. Back, and they said they spread it to 24 months.
0: Okay, so now so they're giving me two years, great. So mm-hmm. now you want to negotiate even more. But your question is, what can you do legally? What do you think you can do legally? Because
4: they knew from the contract that
0: I was supposed to right.
4: pay $2,800. And, and Emily, so you
0: I, and you knew mm-hmm. that you were supposed to pay $2,800, mm-hmm. you also knew that,
4: yes. Yeah.
0: So uh, based on the fact that they made a mistake and you effectively Mm -hmm. took advantage of their mistake saying, oh boy, I'm only paying $2,100 and then they catch it, Mm -hmm. what would you like them to do? Eat it? Just accept the loss? No, I want us to
4: like split because I tried to... They're not going to split it with you. Emily, they're
0: not going to split it with you. You owe the money. That's never going to happen. You don't have a legal right for that at all. Now, you can ask them... Can you, can you then move it over three years or five years? That's mm-hmm. worth negotiating and saying, uh, gee, otherwise I'm going to lose the house.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: That you can probably ask for. But okay. when they come back, let's say I'm the mortgage holder, and I say, Emily, you knew you were supposed to pay $2,800, and our mistake is we mm-hmm. only charge you $2,100. Why didn't you call us and say, guys, you, you guys are $700 short. What's going on? Why didn't you do that, Emily?
4: I did. That's what I was trying to say. I did. But they say, oh, we're going to look, investigate
0: and then call you back. Okay, and they never did. And when did you make that? And 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 when did you make and when did you make that statement to them? And don't give me months or years. How much before them now asking you to make up the payment? At what point before did you call them and say, oops, you've made a mistake? I owe twenty eight hundred dollars. Like six months. Six months before you told them and said, there's a Mm -hmm. mistake, I owe $2,800. Why didn't you just send in the Mm -hmm. extra $700? If you knew you owed it, why wouldn't you just send it in?
4: I thought, you know, maybe something changed. That's why I'm paying less now.
0: You thought something changed in the contract?
4: That something changed maybe with the house or maybe the other... Being included in the escrow yeah okay Why? Don't you, why
0: you, uh, fair enough why don't you make that argument okay uh make that argument that you thought the mortgage uh, had changed and uh therefore it wasn't a mistake it was just you being nice to me okay that'll work that should be an interesting conversation uh for sure hi alicia welcome to handle on the law
3: hi thanks for taking my call my father recently passed away of natural causes we know it was some sort of cancer but we're not sure exactly what and the hospital asked us if we wanted an autopsy we said yes i filled out the paperwork and a couple days later i was um getting together with the mortuary to to arrange pickup of my father's body to do a cremation and i'm not sure what happened but somehow the morgue screwed up did not do the autopsy of my father. The mortuary came, picked up my father, and then cremated
0: his body. And I was wondering if we have a case. Well, I mean, for what? Here, here's the problem. Uh, you gave permission to do an autopsy. By law, I'm assuming that that autopsy was not required. How old was your dad?
4: He was seventy-two. And yeah, was, so it was a okay, voluntary. so
0: so he dies of natural causes. The hospital, for whatever reason, for scientific reasons or for research purposes, wants to do an autopsy on him. You say yes, and uh, the mortuary screws up and doesn't give uh, the body to uh, the hospital. What what kind of damages uh, do you have?
3: Well, maybe a condition that we needed to know about as a family, maybe genetically. You don't have you um, don't have
0: you don't have the right. You would have to pay for it. You would have to have a private autopsy, and you never asked for that. The hospital has no duty to, if it doesn't want to, it has no duty to give an autopsy and to do a full pathological report unless it's required by law. And that has to do, yep. and, and by the way, I don't think it's the hospital that, can do, that does it. The coroner has to do it by law, the autopsy. If someone dies uh, of a gunshot wound or, die, or a child dies or whatever, what they said is, hey, you know, we'd like to do it. And you said, okay, you can do it. And it turns out they didn't do it because of whatever reasons. And now, how have you been damaged? Uh, Because what if, for example, what if they were not even looking at the disease? What if they were looking at something else? And that's what they wanted the autopsy for.
4: Yeah.
0: And you go, wait a minute. You had to look. Wait a sec. I want you to look at the disease he may have died for. Not for the reasons you want to do an autopsy. What if they wanted wanted to do an autopsy because they had a, a class of pathologists coming in? Just to teach them what's going on. Well, uh, okay, I'm going to sue you. So uh, you don't have any damages there.
3: I don't have a case. No, you don't have a case.
0: You have absolutely no case. And it floors me that uh, even, even asking, do I have a case? I mean, come on. Every time someone – there's no such thing as a mistake anymore. It doesn't exist. It's no matter what happens, if it doesn't happen according to plan – uh, then what goes on is, uh, of course, then, then there's liability. Then uh, there's entitlement. Gee, I want some money. I want to know if I have a case. Drives me completely bonkers. This is Handle on the Law. This is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel, Saturday morning. Welcome back to Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Phone numbers, 800-520-1-KFI, 800-520-1534. We still have a few lines open. Hello, Bill. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello. Um, yeah, long-time listener, first-time caller.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah, my ex... Uh, she doesn't have full custody. She only has uh, joint custody. I have sole physical custody. And uh, I found out from a friend that she had claimed my daughter on her uh, taxes this year. And she hasn't had her nothing but a couple months. Uh, okay. The whole last year.
0: So what's your question?
2: Uh, how do I go about, like, reporting that? Or what do I do? Right, what do you I care? It, you know?
0: What do you care, Bill? It's not your problem. It's her problem.
2: Well, 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 it is. It is her problem. Really, I don't think she really deserves that Probably money, not.
0: But what do you care, Bill? I
2: don't know. I yeah. just see if there's some way I
0: could get her. Uh, well, you can call the IRS. Not that they're going to pay attention. But uh, guess what? Let's say she claims, and uh, now both of you are dealing with the IRS. You get to send the IRS all of the bills, etc., your your costs, and uh, figure out. And then they get to figure it out. I mean, the point is, you can, let's say you do, you do the full deduction, which you do. You can back it up if they ask you. Huh. So uh, you know what I mean? You want to nail her, but in reality, so what? Let's say she blows through red lights. Are you going to call the cops and say, uh, "Here you go"? And so the cops yeah. say, "Okay, fine, Bill, take a day off work, and I want you to be a witness to everything she did." And of course, you're not going to get your money back. I mean, at what point is it not worth the hassle? Let her deal with it. You're better off just—you're right. better off just hurting her or ruining her reputation we photoshopping her having sex with uh, a, a lot of men or animals. <laughs> All right. That sounds good to me. All right. Yeah, that's what I would do under those circumstances. Go figure. Uh, Jim. Hello, Jim. Welcome. Yes, I have a special needs child
1: who goes to the, uh, another school by my, my district, the school district uh, pays for his transportation. Uh, at one time, they used to pay us uh, about the third week, fourth week in, into the month. And right now, this seems like I'm going six weeks, eight weeks. I still haven't received my re- reimbursement. So I don't know whether there's a timeline on that.
0: I've, no, I probably uh, not. I don't think statutorily there's a timeline. It just says you're going to get the money. And uh, implied is a reasonable time. Uh, but, Jim, I got news for you. What are you going to do? Are uh, you going to go to court and have a motion where the court is going to order the state, uh, the school district, to pay money when probably the school district has, has had to cut staff and uh, they can't get their checks out on time and they're going to argue, uh, Your Honor, we're doing everything we can. And uh, what, what do you think is going to happen? Okay. Su- you, you're going to get the money anyway, Jim. Yeah, it, it's just a question of uh, suck it up. You know, I have two. Yeah, okay. po- I have I. I own two potholes on the way up uh, to on my street. Matter of fact, I've uh, they're my pets now. I've named them, and occasionally the city comes in and uh, fixes the potholes. And of course, the first time it rains, the potholes uh, are uh, open again. They've uh, been recreated, and uh, they don't do it as often. They don't fix it as often as they used to. And uh, I call the city, and they go, "You got to do it like uh, the way you used to do it before." And they go, "We don't have the pay. We don't have the the. Uh, we don't have the staff anymore. We had to let them go. What do you want to do?"
1: Okay. Okay. So technically, they can wait all into the, end of
0: the year if they wanted to. Well, I mean, they they're not going to wait a year, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's possible. But if you're getting it okay. six eight weeks late, you just suck it up. There's not a whole lot yeah. you can do, unfortunately. Uh, that is uh, the problem. All right, Robert. Yeah, Robert, go ahead. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, a few months ago, I called my inter- internet provider to upgrade my my internet speed, and at that time, I agreed to uh, I verbally agreed to a one year contract. And but I'm not I'm still not happy with the speed of my internet. I'm trying to get I don't know if I can get out of that contract without paying a two hundred and fifty dollars.
0: Well, uh, Robert, early Robert, let me tell you, you didn't verbally agree. The problem is they told they told you that this was being recorded. Right. And what you did is say, go ahead and record it, and that will uh, effectively be my consent and my written contract. And by the way, even if you have a verbal contract, why do you think that's not enforceable? Where Where is so, it that you have to have a written contract to be enforceable? There's only one place in the law where you have to have a written contract, just one, and that's in real estate. And they can prove you had, a, ver- a, in this case, let's say a verbal contract. They can absolutely prove it unless they sent you a memorialization of what happened in the mail, and they don't. So it was a verbal contract. But where, where do you get an idea that it's somehow a verbal contract isn't enforceable?
2: But I, I was never told that I was going to be uh, charged $250. There's no new equipment that was given to me, nothing. It's just they upgraded my speed. And well, trying for me to get out of it, they wanted to charge me $250.
0: Yeah, no, they do that all the time. Uh, they do that all the time. So uh, you know what I can do? I mean, and you have an argument there. Say no. Uh, have them sue you. Have them ding your credit and uh, ruin whatever credit you want. Fight that for a while. And, uh, you know, in the end, you'll say, gee, I wish I'd spent the $250. Right. But in the, the but in the end, uh, did they send you any paperwork at all? They had to send you some paperwork.
2: Uh, not yet. No, I, I just
0: I just did this a few days ago. When yeah. I called him to cancel. Well, uh, and, and then you have a law. I, I think you're nailed on this as unfair as it is. But when someone when you agree to the terms of a contract and now let's listen to the recording too. Uh, when if I remember correctly, uh, the recording uh, that, that I, I get always tells me what the terms are. Do you understand this? Do you understand this? Do you understand this is going to happen? Well,
2: they, they sent me the recording, and I played it back, and it does say that I agreed to a one-year uh, contract, uh, but they never mention anything about an early termination fee if I do uh, decide to get out of the contract.
0: Okay. They, they're, they're all right. Never... You have an argument, and I'm going to tell you. Uh, if you're prepared to fight for it, and you're prepared to get your credit dinged and fight that one for a while, and if they say, uh, we don't care, uh, we, as far as we're concerned, uh, you can dispute it on your credit. And they say, as far as you're concerned, you breached the contract. That's what we're going to do. Uh, then where do you go? Let me tell you what happens uh, when I'm threatened uh, with uh, ruining my credit for a couple hundred dollars. I end up just writing a check. It's extortion. Okay. It is pure extortion. And uh, until the law is changed, uh, there is not a whole lot we can do about it. You can try if you have legislators, but, uh, you know, in the end, if I'm the judge, I'm going to give it to you. But they could still say, we don't care. Go, go get a court order. Take us to court. So that's, that's the problem. And uh, they normally do send the paperwork. I've, I've never had, when I've had one of those, I've never had them not say, and if you give up the contract first, uh, this will happen. So maybe someone screwed up, and then he then he has a uh, then he has a decent uh, case. Although, is it worth it? No, at least in my opinion. This is handle on the law.